even if your child doesn't like a raw carrot, for example, they may like a sauteed carrot or a roasted carrot. It might just be that it's too crunchy when it's raw, but they really enjoy like the flavor and the texture of it when it's roasted. So try different cooking methods. I think that that's really big. And they don't necessarily all have to be on the same day and be like, okay, choose your favorite. But like over time, just kind of notice what they do enjoy versus what they may be pushing aside. With that same token, getting the kids involved in the process, I think is really important as well. So whether Mm -hmm. they're getting involved in like the meal planning process, if they're old enough to kind of have an idea of maybe trying new veggies together as a family, like bringing them to the store. And I understand now that during COVID times, I'm sure that's just more of a hassle, but like maybe you guys can like look online at different vegetables and be like, oh, which one looks cool to you? We can order this next time we order online or like next time I go to the store or something like that. Mm -hmm. But engaging them in the process is really important. So whether it be from like the meal planning process to the actual prep process, and like you can get the kids in the kitchen a lot younger than you would think. Like you don't need to use a knife for a lot of the prep that happens. And I get that it takes longer, but like they're going to be so much more engaged if they helped make whatever veggies that you have on the table versus if they just think that they fell out of the sky and like onto the table. (laughs) Welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast, where we bring you real-life working mom stories, tips, tricks, and advice for thriving and surviving in motherhood, because you shouldn't have to experience working motherhood alone. Join our community of support as we discuss all of the things and how we get by in this sometimes crazy and imperfect journey of working motherhood. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. On this week's episode of the podcast, it's a little bit of a different type of show. I'm talking to Celestina Brunetti, who is the founder of Wellness Cucina. She's a trained chef and a registered dietitian that helps busy families learn how to cook quick, easy, and delicious meals on their busiest weeknights. So I'm super excited to talk to her, to get her perspective on how you can still cook quick, easy, healthy meals as a busy working mom and all of those good things. So we'll dive into all of that. So without further ado, Let's get started and let's dive in to this episode with Celestina. Hi, Celestina. Welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. How are you doing today? Hey, Kelly. I'm doing awesome today. What about yourself? Pretty good. Other than we're sort of in a polar vortex where I live right now in the Chicago area. So I haven't really been leaving the house much. (laughs) That's fair. It's not really much of a change of the last year, I assume. But now it's just like you actually want to stay inside. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and anything else you want to share with our audience of Working Moms? Yeah, definitely. So I'm Celestina Brunetti. And if the name doesn't give it away, I'm super Italian. And I grew up eating a lot of really good food that my grandmother and my parents made. And that kind of sent me on this love of food. 
not just cooking it for other people, but just like experiencing it with other people. And that sent me down this path where I thought I wanted to own a restaurant, but life changes. And I now help busy families work or, and I now help busy families learn how to make that a reality for themselves as well. So really bringing everyone together around food in the kitchen, just good, wholesome meals together. Yeah, that's amazing. I really love that. And I think it's such a necessity to have a resource like that. So yeah, I think that's great. I read on your website, cooking a meal when you have little ones under your feet is hard enough. Then add in trying to think outside the box while making something the whole family. That sounds impossible. So that quote like really (laughs) struck a chord with me. (laughs) I wouldn't consider myself a good cook. And some nights as a mom, that equals just making chicken nuggets for my five-year-old and then eating leftovers myself. So what advice can you give to those of us who are not gifted with chef skills and but still want to, you know, make healthy meals for our families? I'm so happy that you read that and that that was your thought on this <laughs> because, I mean, that's really what I wanted to strike with busy parents. Like, it doesn't have to be challenging. So I guess let's kind of backtrack a little bit. So my background sure. is in working in kitchens where speed is a necessity and Mm -hmm. being a registered dietitian where the nutrition aspect of things is kind of first and foremost. So blending those two worlds is where I find the sweet spot to be, especially for busy families when, like you said, like if you are busy, you're probably opting for chicken nuggets or something else that's pre-made just because it's easy and you don't really want to spend a ton of time in the kitchen because your priorities should be with your family, not necessarily Mm -hmm. spending hours at the stove hours at the counter, cutting a bunch of things. So it really breaks down to having a couple of things accessible in your kitchen at a time. And some of my go-tos for busy families in particular are frozen veggies. And we can talk about that a little bit more as like our conversation continues. But like having things that are healthier, easily accessible is going to be an alternative to some of the things that may be more processed for you, right? Mm -hmm. So like frozen Mm -hmm. veggies, canned products. And I know both of these kind of get a bad rap, but like they can make dinner so much easier. So really cutting out that prep work, right? Because I'm sure if you have little ones like under three, you probably Mm -hmm. can't even go to the bathroom for two minutes without even them, (laughs) right? Like without them saying, mom, or something along those lines. So like you really don't have time for yourself and you want to spend time with your family. So I think that that really weighs where the balance comes down to it, right? So like, you don't have to prep veggies out if they're already frozen and cut. And that's something Mm -hmm. that I think is really important to think about. Like if you can cut down the prep time as a busy parent, the rest is going to make it so, so, so much easier. Yeah, for sure. I love that tip. Prep is key, I think, in a lot of areas in our lives. Prepping, just like you said, makes things so much easier when you actually go to do the task. Definitely. And for those who don't have chef skills, like choosing these items that are already pre-cut for you, so you don't have to spend like 20, 30 minutes cutting up veggies for dinner. You literally just have to open a bag. And that would be similar to what you would do if you were like taking frozen chicken nuggets out, right? Like you'd open a bag and like, put them on a sheet tray and put them in the oven. So it's kind of the same concept, but instead of doing it with processed foods, you're doing it with vegetables and items that need very minimal preparation in order to make a meal together. Yeah, definitely. I love that idea. So coming out of that thought and going into sort of what are your best tips 
for moms or dads to throw something simple together? Like, do you have any ideas for dinners in 30 minutes or less? That is my specialty. I'm so happy that you asked. 30 <laughs> I know. So like, I actually enjoy cooking and I don't like to be in the kitchen for an extended period of time if I can help it. I'd rather be doing something else, especially if my family is home. So this is kind mm-hmm. of like how it all boils down, right? Like you want to be able to have like a three component meal, meaning like a starch, a veggie and a protein. Like that's what we were taught in culinary school. And like, if you go out to a restaurant, that's usually what you expect. And like, usually what you get, right? Like a main with two sides. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and that seems really overwhelming on a busy weeknight, but it's actually really doable. So the first thing I like to say is, Going back to that preparation and that planning aspect of things, if you can cook grains in bulk earlier in the week, that's going to set you up for success. So if you can cook brown rice or quinoa or white rice, literally whatever, if you can make that in larger bulk and larger quantities and just refrigerate that for the week, you have sides. You have one side already taken care of for the remainder of the week. So that is my number one tip for parents or busy families. Like Whenever you can get something prepped out like that in bulk, it's going to save you a ton of time. Mm-hmm. That being said, adding flavor to grains is also going to be really important because white rice, especially quinoa, I don't know if you've ever had quinoa just cooked in water, but it's gross. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. <laughs> so like adding flavor is super, super, super important. And that goes beyond just water and salt. I like using stocks and that can be veggie stock, chicken stock, beef stock, whatever you have. But in addition to that, throwing in a tea bag or two like into the pot Mm. when you have the water or the other liquids in there, that's going to add a lot more flavor to it. It's going to provide you with the antioxidants that are in the tea. And it's going to make it feel like you put in a lot of effort when all you had to do was toss in a couple of tea bags to when you were cooking grains. So Hmm, that's that's a good tip. I've never heard of that one. I am definitely going to have to try that. Yeah. And it works with any kind of tea bags like black tea, green tea, herbal teas. So like I've seen people do it with like lemon and like black tea. So you have like this lemony black mm. tea. Yeah, it, it's really nice because again, it feels like you've done so much, but all you had to do was open up a cabinet and toss two tea bags in. So grains are like my number one go-to. And if you don't have time to prep ahead of time, because I get it, life gets in the way. That's something that you can choose to like cook a quick cooking grain. So white rice cooks in like 15 to 20 minutes. And if that's the case, put that on first on a busy weeknight. Mm-hmm. Quinoa also cooks in about 15 to 20 minutes. So those are some things like things that cook a little bit longer or take a little bit longer to cook. Those you want to get on first. So get those on the stove and just let them do their thing. Put a timer on so you don't forget and then easy money. Mm -hmm. Next thing that you want to do is preheat your oven to 425 or you can do these two things simultaneously. 425, I don't really have a rhyme or reason to it, but everything seems to cook perfectly at that temperature. So (laughs) that's like my go-to for everything. And on a busy weeknight, that is going to take you from not having to prep anything to done in like under 25 minutes every time. I can assure you like every time. So the things that you're going to need here are like a sheet tray, just like a an aluminum or stainless steel sheet tray that's going to fit into your oven. I like using parchment paper to line it because then that halves the mess and you don't really have to like scrub that sheet tray forever. So those Mm -hmm. are two tools that I highly recommend, especially on busy weeknights. And then two more things. So the next thing that you'd want to cook is the protein. Choosing a protein that's going to cook quickly and that you don't have to do much to like preparation wise, like cleaning it, like taking bones out, things of that nature is going to be key. So some of my go-to proteins for busy weeknights are chicken breast, boneless, skinless, pork tenderloin, just that like long, skinny pork tenderloin and Mm -hmm. frozen fish, like frozen salmon in particular. And those three cook 
in under like 20, 25 minutes, depending on like the size of like the chicken breast that you have and the size of the salmon or whatever. But with that, like you can add flavor to that again already. And if you're noticing, like I'm not really telling you recipes here, like it's, <laughs> it's a little mm. bit more go with the <laughs> flow, but yeah, that if you kind of hone in on the methods, like we're talking about the methods behind like this cooking process, you're going to have an instinct. You're going to develop this instinct where you don't need a recipe necessarily to put dinner on the table quickly. So like if you understand how long it's going to take for X, Y, and Z to cook, it'll all come together as you put this together. So sorry, going back to the, the proteins, that's something where like you can literally just grab spices out of your cabinet and then mix them together and put them on your proteins. That can be something that you are marinating for an extended period of time if you happen to have time. But if not, the spices are like my go-to. Let me ask you, Kelly, right now, how do you choose spices to like go on different foods? Do you like use recipes? What's your like go-to method for that? Yeah. So for me, I use recipes. My husband is the type of person who just throws things in and it tastes amazing. <laughs> okay, cool. So yeah. <laughs> my tip for you then to blow him out of the water next time you cook and for all you other mamas out there, smell your spices together. Grab like two or three from the cabinet that you may or may not think will go together, open mm -hmm. them all and then smell them together. If they smell good together, then they're going to taste good together. Super corny, but I like to say mm. if your nose knows, then your taste buds will like it too. I like that. Yeah, I'll definitely have to try that. Yeah. And I mean, it's a really good way to get comfortable with different flavors that you may not be accustomed to. So that is what I recommend for everybody just starting and like feeling out the no recipe vibe in the kitchen. Yeah, so, I really love that. It, it really strikes a chord with me because I get overwhelmed by looking at recipes, but then I feel like I don't have the skills to like not look at a recipe. So yeah. this is really super helpful tips. Definitely. And like, it shouldn't be challenging. Like this doesn't have to be hard at all. So once you get your spice combination on your chicken breast, for example, drizzle a little bit of olive oil on that, pop that in the oven. In a separate cheat tray, or if you're cooking for a smaller family, you can probably all do it on the same tray. Open up a bag of frozen veggies. Like, guys, this doesn't have to be hard. Frozen broccoli is amazing, just roasted in the oven. Frozen cauliflower is awesome. You can also do like a frozen like Mediterranean blend or frozen carrots. Mm -hmm. All of these work so well, just roasted in the oven. Like you don't have to boil them first. You don't have to defrost them literally straight from the freezer onto a sheet tray and into the oven. And like, it's just that easy. And I know it took me a little bit longer to explain that, but like you can probably get all of that done without having to use a knife, without having to use a cutting board in like seven to 10 minutes. And your rice That's is already amazing. cooking and everything else is in the oven. Yeah. So like it can come together really quick. And when you are using frozen veggies, I recommend not putting olive oil on them when they go into the oven. Do that when they come out. Because if not, then you're just going to get like this watery, oily, greasy mess. So mm -hmm. wait till they come out, toss them in some olive oil, add some herbs, add some spices. And if you want to like take your dish up to the next notch, because you are using some frozen items here and they can be, I don't know, just maybe not as like fresh tasting. If you add some yeah. zest, like citrus zest to it, like that's going to be a complete game changer for anything you make. Just adding so much more flavor. And that, nice. that is how you put together dinner in under 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I think that's so actionable. I love everything you said. And I feel like it's very doable. It doesn't feel like overwhelming as sometimes you sort of have like pick these recipes and you have like these grand ideas for what you're going to make during the week. And then you actually sit down and you're like, oh my gosh, like this is way more complicated than I thought it when I was reading it online. 
100%. And like most of the times, people just want something that's tasty, like, well, not even tasty, delicious, simple, but also that's going to be like nutrition dense for their families, or at least provide them with some nutrition. So like, I feel like that kind of checks all the boxes, but really hones in on the simplicity aspect of things. Hi, mamas. I wanted to tell you about the course I am going to be launching. So this course is the Working Mom Collective Business Launchpad. And this is for you if you're looking for an actionable plan to build your online business. And that's whether you want to build a side hustle, an online business to replace your day job, or maybe you're a mom who's currently not working for any number of reasons. Maybe you left your job in the middle of the pandemic or something else like that. And you really want to build a plan for an online business that is straightforward and will take you from your idea to an actual action plan for moving forward. And so I really would recommend getting on this launch list because I'm going to be sending out some freebies and some special bonuses and a special discount for the people that join the wait list. So again, you can go to the workingmomcollective.com slash purpose to sign up and to find all of the other details about the course. Hope to see you on the inside, mamas. For sure, for sure. And yeah, I was actually going to go into next. So I know there's a ton of picky eaters out there, kids that are picky eaters. So my daughter is, she's one of them. She'll eat some vegetables, like she'll refuse to touch other ones. And it's just, it's very dependent on the day and how she's feeling. So any advice for families with picky eaters and how can we sort of make it fun for them or get them to more nutrient dense meals without them kind of turning their nose up at it? Totally. So I actually really enjoy this topic because there's so many different ways and like different approaches that you can take. First off, like continued exposure, I think is key. And I'm sure every person has heard this out there, but like continued exposure is key. And your mindset in addition to your child's mindset is going to be key. Mm -hmm. So with continued exposure saying that, okay, we are learning to like this vegetable, not okay, you don't like this vegetable. So changing your mindset and your perception of food can be really helpful when you're trying to get your child who's learning how to eat or learning to eat asparagus, for example, to to kind of change their perception and their mindset of it. So I think that's Mm -hmm. a huge component of it. Second is trying different ways to serve the veggies. And I don't mean like in those little bento boxes that look super cute, (laughs) but like cook them in different ways or maybe try serving them raw. Maybe try cutting them differently. Those are all going to have a different flavor profile to them. So like think of like a raw carrot versus like a boiled carrot versus a roasted carrot 
versus like a sauteed carrot, they're all going to mm-hmm. taste a little bit different because of that cooking method behind it. So even if your child doesn't like a raw carrot, for example, they may like a sauteed carrot or a roasted carrot. It might just be that it's too crunchy when it's raw, but they really enjoy like the flavor and the texture of it when it's roasted. So try different cooking methods. I think that that's really big. And they don't necessarily all have to be on the same day and be like, okay, choose your favorite. But like over time, just kind of notice what they do enjoy versus what they may be pushing aside. With that same token, getting the kids involved in the process, I think is really important as well. So whether Mm -hmm. they're getting involved in like the meal planning process, if they're old enough to kind of have an idea of maybe trying new veggies together as a family, like bringing them to the store. And I understand now that during COVID times, I'm sure that's just more of a hassle, but like maybe you guys can like look online at different vegetables and be like, oh, which one looks cool to you? We can order this next time we order online or like next time I go to the store or something like that. Mm -hmm. But engaging them in the process is really important. So whether it be from like the meal planning process to the actual prep process, And like, you can get the kids in the kitchen a lot younger than you would think. Like, you don't need to use a knife for a lot of the prep that happens. And I get that it takes longer, but like, they're going to be so much more engaged if they helped make whatever veggies that you have on the table versus if they just think that they fell out of the sky and like onto the table, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So engagement's big. And then lastly, empowerment. So giving them the choice between two veggies or between two things that they may not giving them the choice between two things that may not be their favorites, but if they can choose to have broccoli or carrots, like giving them that choice is going to be a lot more empowering than just being like, oh, broccoli for dinner, have fun. So (laughs) I think that all of those together are really good tactics. And I will send you as well some of the, the blog articles that I have that go with this and kind of go a little bit more in depth on a lot of these topics. But yeah, it just kind of breaks down to, to having patience and mindset, I think, with picky eaters. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I just think that's so great. Like the empowerment part, you don't really think about that. You just think, well, you know, I've had a super busy day. I'm not going to make like three different variations of this meal. Like you always kind of get stuck in your own mind when you're trying to prep instead of thinking, you know, about would help the kids maybe enjoy it more. So I think just, yeah, mentioning that and bringing that up, I think is just great for parents to take into consideration. Definitely. And while your kids are learning to like new veggies, you don't have to serve them a whole plate of those vegetables, right? Like we don't want a ton of food waste here. So like Mm -hmm. if you know that they're not a super huge fan right now of asparagus, give them one asparagus and like see if they get it down. If not, okay, cool. (laughs) Like you didn't waste, like you didn't waste like seven asparagus on their plate, you know? And I think with something like that, especially taking it slow can be really important. So like if they have a real aversion to it the first time, because let's take asparagus again, for an example, like they can be kind of stinky, right? Or like Brussels sprouts Mm -hmm. can be kind of stinky. Like if they just touch it the first time and just like experience it with their hands and then maybe the next time they like touch it to their lips and then they lick their lips or something like that. And then maybe the next time they just like touch it to their tongue and they get a little bit closer to eating it every time, but then they still have the option to spit it out if it's something that they're not about at all. Having that as part of the process, I think, can be really impactful as well. Yeah, definitely. I like that tip. So you have several programs that you offer to parents to help with all of these things. Can you just give like a couple of tips that have sort of worked for parents to get in a better mindset around healthy meal prep, get in a better mindset around cooking and cooking with their families? Just like a couple tips to share with the listeners. Definitely. So 
it really comes down to prioritization. Like you have time to do X, Y, and Z if it's on your list because you make it a priority. If you make cooking and approaching this new lifestyle that you want as a priority for not only yourself, but for your family, that is when you're going to make the changes and that's when this is going to be sustainable for you. So a lot of the times, especially like around the new year, like people are like, oh, well, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, start this cleanse. I'm going to feel awesome, go to the gym, right? And like, if you don't have like an action plan or if you're not prioritizing those goals, they're not going to happen. So I think mm -hmm. getting the whole family on board is imperative and just taking it slow, like not getting hard, not being super hard on yourself, not getting down on yourself if a day doesn't work out, but prioritizing and persistence it just happen to both be peas but like <laughs> i think that that's really key to making something like this especially if you are choosing foods choosing pre-made foods often or going through the drive through often and trying to make this life shift like it's not going to happen overnight and i think having patience with yourself is also really important wow i didn't really mean for that to be all three peas but <laughs> <laughs> That's a, yeah, that's a good set of tips right there that goes yeah. very well together. <laughs> but I think having patience and grace with yourself is important too, because this isn't just a new process for you. It's a new process for your family. And like, if you guys want this to be something that you really embrace for the long term, it's going to be an ongoing process. And just like yoga, it's like a practice. You're never going to be like the master at all of it. But like, if you can figure out the balance that works best for you and your family, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, definitely. So is there any other advice you would like to give moms or dads? Some dads might be listening to. This is a great episode for both, I think. Definitely. So any other advice you'd like to give to them? Work together as a team if you guys are listening together. And I don't just mean like moms, dads, moms, moms, dads, dads. Like get the family in the kitchen as well because that's where the memories happen. That's where the magic happens. Regardless of what age your child is, they can be six months and just like rocking back and forth in the kitchen while you guys are cooking and enjoying and like having a good time. Or they can be like a middle schooler or high schooler, like, or even younger, like whatever age your child is, get the family engaged and involved in the kitchen. It's going to make it so impactful. You guys are going to have closeness, greater bonds. And I mean, awesome memories that Yes, they're going to be surrounded by food, but it's going to be really impactful long-term, not only giving yourself these skills, but also instilling these skills in your, your child so that perhaps one day your return on investment, they will be cooking dinner for you. <laughs> yes, that's, that is my biggest dream. <laughs> like I, I would love that one day for my daughter just to be like, here is a fabulous meal for you. And yeah, oh, that's such a dream. <laughs> And it's totally doable. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I have noticed, you know, when we do sort of engage her, we've done it in the past year because we're all home together more, right? Yeah. So it, it has been a great opportunity to just do things like that and spend more time together bonding in different ways. And every time we have involved her in the kitchen, it's just, it has been a really great experience. A hundred percent. Yeah. Honestly, those are some of my favorite memories as well like sitting on my grandma's mm -hmm. counter watching her make dinner or like cooking with my parents. So I completely agree. Yeah. So well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I just have a couple more questions for you and just kind of find out more about you, your business, what you're working on and things like that. So I'll go into this little lightning round. Excellent. So what is something you would consider to be 
a non-negotiable practice that you have to do every day that you can start or end your day on a positive note? So start by day, for sure, a cup of coffee. And I think to stay productive and active throughout the day and keep myself in a positive mindset, I have to have music blasting. Love that. Yeah. Music (laughs) is so uplifting. (laughs) So what is your favorite hack to get you through a hectic or difficult day? Remembering to stop and breathe. I think that it can get overlooked, especially if we have a laundry list of things to do. But stopping, breathing, and sometimes for me, that means just taking a quick walk outside or a quick run. But finding Mm -hmm. something in your life that you can just stop for a second and kind of reflect, be grateful, and then be able to move on with your day. Definitely. Yeah. Just kind of take a minute to get off of all the technology and kind of just be with yourself, right? Definitely. (laughs) Love it. So who would be your favorite podcasters, bloggers, a favorite author or expert that has really influenced you in your life and career? So I think in my world, it's like the food network and like the the people on there, the personalities on there rather, I think have really influenced like what I do and like how I present myself in the food world. So like homegirl Jada De Laurentiis. Ellie Krieger, uh, she's also a dietitian. She's on PBS. If you guys haven't checked her out, she is awesome. And like, I think those in that realm, at least, have heavily influenced me. But as far as authors go, Simon Sinek has a book, Start With Why. And whether you have mm-hmm. a business or you are just doing your thing, like that book is amazing. It'll just help you mm-hmm. reframe your your outlook on basically everything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. I discovered him about two or three years ago when I was first starting my online business. And yeah, it's just absolutely amazing. So what are you currently working on within your business that you're most excited about? Or also, you know, talk about like your programs and offerings that you have out there. Yeah, definitely. So I have kind of a, I have a couple of different offers for busy families where they can kind of just get the the hard and fast. These are the skills that you need to know to make dinner super quick. Kind of one level up from that would be the hard and fast skills plus mindset and like how to include your family, which I think can be really important. Mm-hmm. And those are both go at your own pace mini courses that just have a ton of valuable information in them. And if you feel like you need an extra hand, you can get the, I guess, call it the highest tier of that. That's an hour with me, plus understanding the skill sets of food and the how to deal with picky eating and things of that nature. So that those are the mini course options. And then there's also a three-month option where we can work hand-in-hand together and you guys really learn all of the skills that it takes to be basically an at-home chef, killing it every night, making dinner in under 30 minutes with basically all the tools that a chef would have, but for the home kitchen. <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. I, I really hope that people listening out there go and take advantage of that. I think it's such a great tool and something that you don't hear about as much. Like so frequently we'll hear about getting in the right mindset for moms and, you know, positivity and trying to work on our personal development. But also I think this is a great toolkit to have under your belt too. And I think it's just so great that you're offering those resources. A hundred percent. And like, if you're stressed out, 
and cooking makes you stressed out, knowing and understanding the skills behind it is going to help decrease that stress. So if I can help mm-hmm. you de-stress in at least one area of your life, I'm about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awesome. We all definitely need that. (laughs) So where do you hang out the most often online? Where can people go find you if they're interested in your programs? Yeah, definitely. So I am most active on Instagram and my handle is at save time cooking, all one word. I'm also fairly new to Clubhouse, but jumping in on that. And again, my name there is also save time cooking. But my business is Wellness Cucina, and you can find me online in addition to my programs online at wellnesscucinallc.com. Okay, awesome. And I will definitely, I'll include all of those links in the show notes as well. So people can just go ahead and click right over if you're interested. And I just want to thank you so much, Celestina, for coming on the show today and talking about cooking and families and how we can just, you know, all get better at this in a way that is helpful. And like you said, less stressful for working moms. I think it's such a a great topic and so very needed and just appreciate you taking the time to come on and tell your story and share all the advice today. Thank you so much, Kelly. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye. I would be so, so grateful if you went and left a rating and review of the podcast. So Apple loves it when you rate and review the podcast that you love listening to. And it would just mean the world to me if you went over and left a rating and review for the podcast. So that way our show can be introduced to more working moms that really, really can gain positivity from these episodes that can teach them something. So if you go and leave a rating and review, I would be so grateful and just thank you again for continuing to listen every week. You are the reason why I continue to talk into this microphone for this podcast. Without you, I would wouldn't have the podcast. So thank you so much.